This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Nate. A little bit of sadder music today. The boys, I guess, are technically back in town. They will host Oklahoma this weekend. Big noon kickoff. It'll be 11 o'clock here Central Time. But we're going to slow it down a little bit because we're still a little bit sad. 402-464-5685. That's how to reach us on the Sardar Amon text line. Honda Lincoln Hotline. I am Nate Brennan. He is Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can check us out. Reach out to us. Comment, like, subscribe, all that like, good stuff. Subscribe, all smash that like button. Smash it. Smash it. Smash we're, it. we're what, four away from 1,500 subscribers? Four away. Help us out. From the goal. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a subscribe. Give us a like. Hey, if you're not, text your girlfriend, text your mom, text your dad, text your cousin. I don't care. Tell them to go to the 93.7 The Ticket YouTube page. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Um, so I talked about it. Before we went to break, before we headed into the second hour, and I'm going to throw this out first, Rick, before we get into this conversation, because I'm genuinely curious. As you guys know, I've been here a little under two years now. I've kind of figured out the lay of the land. I'm starting to figure out how all of this works, but I want to hear from you guys, guys that have watched people that have watched this program since the beginning. Is this rock bottom? Since Nebraska fans have been alive since you've been watching, is this rock bottom for the Nebraska football team? 402-464-5685, Sarder Heyman text line, Honda Lincoln hotline. That is a genuine question. I hate putting salt into the wound, but I genuinely want to know, from when you've been watching Husker football, however long that may be, whether it started with Solich, whether it started with Devaney, hell, whether it started with Bo Pelini, is this rock bottom for the Nebraska football team? Strick, as someone that played for this university, as someone that has close friends within the program, I will ask you the same question. Is this rock bottom? Well, let's just talk about some numbers, right? Overall, over the, that, the tenure of the last five years, you're 16 and 31. Okay. You're 10 and 29 against Power 5 opponents. You are 10 and 26 against the Big Ten. You're six and eight against the Big Ten West. You are four and seventeen. In four, let me say it again. You are four and seventeen in road games. That means you are horrific on the road. You are five and twenty-two in one-score games. Zero and thirteen <laughs> against ranked opponents. Repeat. Rewind. You are 0-13 and 13 against ranked opponents. 1-4. Now, here's a crazy one. 1-4 in, in openers. Really? 1-4 in, in openers. I guess now, yeah. 
0-5 when you come off of a bye. Now, that's that right there is that that's when you like you're under the dungeon. Like, you know, when you go, you get put in the dungeon, but there's that little space that's <laughs> under the dungeon where like those people are hanging up on the walls yeah, with yeah. the little chains on. and They're like skeleton and bones. Yeah, that's that's how deep you are under the that is that means that it's he's earned. million per win for nada. That is atrocious. So to me on the text line, 402-464-5685, coming from Stricky. Stricky says, yeah, yeah, and yeah again, that this ultimately is the bottom of the bottom. Um, the milkman it, says, it, you're, wait, wait, you're not at the bottom of the ocean. Let me go back to that. You're not at the bottom of the ocean. You're at the bottom of the trench right now. I mean, like <laughs> you've got, you've got the bottom of the ocean, but there's something that goes a little bit deeper and it's called like the trench, like the Marianas trench. You're like at the bottom of the trench <laughs> where like they don't where even no have one's ever gone, where they yeah. nobody goes. No one, no one's even gone. Yeah. That's uh, where you're at right now. The milkman says, I felt worse under Riley. Byron, four losing seasons can't get worse. This is the rock. Uh, I, I, Axel says, I'm 40 years old. I can't remember a lower time. 2003 felt like it, but we were wrong. Um, yeah, I think Nebraska fans would take 2003 back. Uh, Texter says, 38 years old. This is the low point so far, but it's not rock bottom. Could be worse always. That's also what Husker Army's saying. Hmm. Talent all over the roster. Riley was bottom as we were losing and left with bare cupboards. Um, Up to this point, you to say that we're not rock bottom? I, I think you you are halftime tied with North Dakota. You are on a back and forth mission. And again, I go back to this. The unique difference, and here's the thing that I saw is I saw Georgia State players making plays. That's the stuff you would expect. I saw, listen, listen, I've got love for the offense. I think they're doing a tremendous job. But I saw Trey Palmer drop a ball in important time in drives where you needed to make catches, you needed to get a first down, or you could have maybe even taken advantage of the two turnovers to their zero that they had. We didn't do that. I saw Alante Brown go and run a route and drop a ball. I saw... Uh, I even saw Casaneda come in, ball thrown, drop a ball. But boy, <laughs> oh boy. This isn't even talking about the defense. I was about boy, to oh boy. Get to him, right? No, but what I'm talking about is uh. I watched Georgia Southern third down, nine for 13 in third down conversions. And I watched every one of them was a diving catch, a one-handed catch, a catch diving over the middle, and it was a rarity that they missed one. That's what I saw. So I saw Georgia State. I saw Georgia State making plays that we in our own home should have been making, and that's a difference for me. Yeah, um, rock bottom. There were definitely a, a couple that were some head scratchers. Uh, Byron says Riley had 15 more fr- wins than Frost. That's insane. Insane. That, and you thought that Byron, was rock you bottom? Right. You are insane. So that's why I'm. That's why I'm. I'm blown away. I'm like, are y'all serious right now? Y'all uh, like. Did I give you the numbers incorrect? Well, Let me look Ryan at the numbers says, again. Ryan says we could still be Kansas. Okay, yes, in, in that sense. My thing is it's all relative. In terms of Nebraska football, what people that are currently alive and have seen since you have been watching – 
would you say that this is rock bottom? And I, I just, I'm with you, Strick. I think you'd be hard pressed to. The only argument maybe you could make is the last year of Mike Riley, just because that that team. I mean, it was the, atrocious. The culture was atrocious. Yeah. The the recruiting had hit probably close to rock bottom. Like there there were maybe be an argument for Mike Riley, but as Byron says. Mike Riley had 15 more wins than Scott Frost. <laughs> that is insane to me. Yeah. That, I, I, okay, on paper, yes, I think it has to be rock bottom. But are, are we still bringing up the Nebraska was competitive argument? Because even I was one of the biggest proponents of that. I said, you know what? Nebraska's competitive. I think I'm throwing that out the window. Like, I don't even know if there's any merit in that anymore. I would have to agree with you, and I'm going to throw something out there to the Sauter Heyman text line, 402-464-5685, because I love uh, the YouTube streamers that tap in on it in their comments as well as the text line that's always open. But David Bacon said something, and I'm just going to put it out there. Who do you think is Nebraska's dream coach? He put it out there in, the, in, in that sphere. I also want to throw something out in the text line is – what is your good? What is your bad? And what was your ugly for this last Saturday's game? I really want to hear from you. Maybe even take a call on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. We want to know what your good, bad, ugly is. 402-464-5685. But definitely want to know who is your dream coach. If you had the opportunity. Now, let me put it in a range. I do not think that Nebraska's next coach is going to be in their 60s and above. Okay, I'm gonna put it in so there. Right. I don't. Coach, I don't think an Urban coach. Meyer. I don't think a Ed or, or Erdogan. I don't think coach any of them. I don't think any of them. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be an old. I don't think it's even a, Mike, a Mark Whipple. I think it's going to be someone in that upper 30s, 40s, and maybe in that lower 50 range is going to be a next coach. Um, I don't know who that could be, but I'm going to throw some names out there. I'll throw some names out there if you want me to do that. Uh, yeah, if we're throwing around uh, uh, games or we're throwing around names, the one that I've seen that, that's hot right now is Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell, they're talking I, about it out of state. That makes sense. I it, it, When you look at what he did at Toledo, he had Toledo ranked for crying out loud. And then he goes to Iowa State, which was an absolute dumpster fire. People forget they went defeated yeah. in the Big 12. Yeah, uh, I think it was two years before he got there. Uh, Iowa State was one of the worst teams in Power 5. He's obviously turned that program around. They get a big win over Iowa. Um, I would say he's Finally, because he's lost five in a row, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I also think, I, I keep saying it, and I think this is going to hurt some Husker fans because you look at what they did. The best group of five guy on the board when he was getting hired was Scott Frost. Right. It, he, was, he was the group of five guy. And I hate doing it again. But you know who's the number one group of five guy? Luke Fickle. Mm. And uh, but he just got a big, he got a big extension. You're, you're going to have to pay to get him. But I tell you what, if you can convince Luke Fickle to come to Nebraska, I think that's about as good of a hire as it gets. But are you at the point now, and are we at the fan base, you want a head coach with power five experience? Because if that's the case, don't come at me, don't come yelling at me, because I understand that. If you guys have been hurt because of this to the point that you want a solidified, solid Power 5 coach like a Matt Campbell, I get it. I just don't see a better coaching hire than Luke Fickle. I think he'd be the guy. (laughs) I'm going to throw out Dave Aranda, 
and 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 one yeah. you know Dave Aranda and then also Mickey Joseph if he's able I to agree. get things going. I I'm agree. gonna throw it. One texter, <laughs> Maddie's dad says Ronald McDonald for coach. <laughs> if we're going to be a clown show, we may as well be represented by one. I think that's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> uh, another texter says Lane Kiffin. Ah, ooh, hey, interesting. interesting. Ooh, interesting. Ah, mm. <laughs> that's one. I'm I'm kind of. Mm. Somebody says dream pick. <laughs> one one texter says dream pick Mike Tomlin never happened. He's listen. We were talking not too long ago about Mike did. Tomlin as this could be the year where he finally starts at you know under five hundred. But look what Mike Tomlin does. He shows up, gets the job done, loses He's his best coach, his man. best defensive end midway through the game, dang near, and ends up pulling out that that win in Cincinnati. And he's, he's not Owen. Coach. He's not at under five hundred yet. Right. So hey, hey, hey I, I like it, but I just don't think that man is gonna in any form or fashion leave. I love the thoughts though. This is the interesting one, and you brought this up to be stricken. I hadn't seen it yet. Texter says Eric Bieniemy. I threw that out there. Um, the the thing that I worry about that, and there are some guys that are NFL coaches, and there are some guys that are college coaches. Mm. And you and I, you and I mm-hmm. both know that Facts. some guys are college coaches and some guys. And uh, Matt Rule was brought up on the text line. I think that's another example that a guy that has proven it on the college level, not an NFL coach, you could probably convince him to come back to college. It looks like he might be on his way out there in Carolina. Um, I. It just depends on what you're looking for. Like, are you okay taking a group of five coach? Right. Are you okay with that? Well, let, let's let's if you're going to do that, let's go even below because one texter said what I just said in the last moment. If not Mickey, Mickey, if not Mickey, I want prime time. Ooh, he what do you that, say about that? that I threw it out up. there. I said, why not prime? If Norville doesn't drop the ball and drop the bag, that that's why not on. throw it out there? I, I, say, hey, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, he's getting top-of-the-line assistant coaches, guys that have coached, guys that have played at that next level, the respectability, and you might even get it. Well, that would be a controversy if his son happens to try to come with it. <laughs> hey, Casey we Thompson him. might be trouble. Hey, we uh, take him. I'll say that much. Uh, but did you see you know, some of the stuff that, that – that possibility, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. It could be crazy. It, well, it could, that, but, hey. that entirely rides on Mike Norvell, it sounds like, because I think Florida State's even come out and said, like, if it doesn't work out with Norvell, they're going to snatch up Deion Sanders in the heartbeat. Oh, yeah. I think that he's going to go there, too. Yeah. Um, you, everyone, we bring up Mickey, too. I think the interesting part about Mickey, what do we consider successful enough to hire him? Because there were some comparisons made earlier to Dabo Sweeney, a wide receivers coach. He steps into the interim head coach role, ends up getting the head coaching job. Dabo Sweeney, in my opinion, is a top five coach in college football. I don't think you can really argue against that. Mm-hmm. Now, am I calling Mickey Joseph, da- Mickey Joseph Dabo Sweeney? No, absolutely not. No, Do but other so- Texas agree are there, with you. Are there comparisons? Yeah. Yeah, they compare. Yeah. And, and I think that a guy that's played for the university, understands the culture, I think can connect to kids and can relate, which is a huge part of college football now. I think if Nebraska found a way to salvage this season and make a bowl game, he's got it. Well, some people are thinking, I, I mean, some people think that Kiffin, just because he does have one texture says Kiffin has Nebraska ties and Bama experience. That's called win-win. But 
I know, mean, I would take I, I, Lane but, Kiffin. But, but, but. I, I would take Lane Kiffin. But then if you look into the background, look into the history, remember Trev, you, Trev was very adamant about, I mean, he laid out the full groundwork on what he's looking for. And if it doesn't fit into any of those categories, and I think when he talked about character, character would be one of those things when you're dealing with Kiffin. I, I agree. So, so I just don't know if that would happen based on – Based on Trev. Uh, here's an interesting question. I'll ask you this, uh, Strick. Tiny Pig says, a lot of these coaches are already in much better situations. Do you think Nebraska will struggle to land a top-tier coach? This is the one thing, if we can talk about some type of positive that comes from this, is that Scott Frost has set up the scenario. If you come in as the head coach of Nebraska, now you can't you can't sustain this, but if a coach came in next year and won six to seven games, you've made it. Like, this is the guy. Sign him whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Give him a lifetime deal for crying out loud. <laughs> and in terms of Nebraska football, we saw Bo Pelini get fired after winning nine games. Right. If you win nine games in Nebraska now, you're the savior. You, you're the guy. And I think there is some benefit to that. And at the end of the day, you know what Nebraska has? also has money. Facts. Based on money. what Trev told us. Money. He said money is not an object. <laughs> money is not an object. Now, does that get you a coach like a Luke Fickle, a Dave Aranda? I mean, I I don't know. It depends on how much that price tag is really going to cost. So, uh, time will tell. Now, we're going to head to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Cole, Cole, what's on your mind, my man? You guys have brought up Luke Fickle, Dave Aranda. Those are my top two. But okay. I wanted to give a name that hasn't been talked about a lot. I've seen it a little bit. But the more I did research into it, the more I came more and more intrigued. And it was NC State head coach Dave Doran mm-hmm. because – he has Big Ten experience. He was the Wisconsin defense coordinator from 2008 to 2010. Then went to Northern Illinois in 2011 and then had him in the Orange Bowl in 2012 and has been at NC State ever since. His head coaching record is 89-53, and 53 and he's only getting paid $3.25 million there. He, uh, he is a coach that we could definitely get, and his resume is actually pretty impressive for where he's been. Well stated, yeah. Cole. Appreciate the call, yeah, Cole. Thanks for the call. Um, th- that's the thing to it, and I think we do need to look at that because luckily Nebraska did get ahead of the schedule, did get ahead of the game in looking for their head coach and, and starting this coaching carousel, this coaching search. But a guy like that I think fits because you don't have to pay as much. Right. He's coached in the Big Ten, gets the culture – I like that, Cole. I, I like bringing I, I, up I a like guy that. like that because that, well, that's one that not, people aren't talking about as much. Well, what do you think about Matt Rule? I, I, I mentioned that earlier. I think, luckily, he's proven that he is a college coach. I think that's just who he is. I think yeah. it's always who he's going to be. Um, It just makes you think like a guy coming off of maybe a not-so-good situation in Carolina, like where is his head at, where, where is his headspace, Um. I don't know. I, would he be at the top of my list? No. Fitzgerald's on your list. Well, yes, but he's never. <laughs> he's not leaving Northwestern. What are we doing, guys? Come on. Come on. Oh. Do you, but I'll, I'll ask you, do you think Nebraska struggles to get a top-tier head coach? Uh, I, I, I think I, I like the scenario you just presented. I think it is a good, solid, um, next-level coach that – Salary right now is in that 2.5 to, you know, just under four range where you can give him a trial. Not That's not what we want, but you know what I'm saying. You would be able to bring him in with 
incentive base to get to a good good number. So it's it's an inspiration for him to not only hire the right type of coaches, to coach the team up the right way, to put them in positions to win and to get them to bowls and win bowls that now your salary can go from that, you know, that four to maybe seven or five. Make which, the next jump. Yeah, to make the next jump. And you do that successfully in a two to three year span. Now you come back in a renegotiation form and you can get back to those regular numbers on a regular basis. I think that's not a bad idea. But I still think it needs to be a young, inspiring um, a, an identifying coach with the players who can deal with the NIL situation. Some of the older school players, the NIL situation is really blowing their mind. It's like blowing their, you know, their hat and their wig back because it's just so out of the norm of what their comfort was and what they do. Now they could probably do it, but do they have all the the the, the passion and the drive to really? Because you got to get out and hit the circuit. You can't just sit in your office or get on the plane. And go and recruit. You gotta, you gotta go and hit the streets and go into out to the backwoods. You gotta go out to Scotts Bluff and gotta go out to Grand Island. You gotta hit the, you gotta go out to you know all these the 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 smaller towns, Alliance, and sit down with some of these farmers and some of the people out there and make 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 strides to deal in this NIL space. So I, I don't know. I just don't think an older coach has that. I'm going to ask you this, too, before we wrap it up and we get to Sipple, because I, I know he's definitely got a ton of thoughts. Um, do you think – and I hate saying this because I think it was the right move. I think it was the right time. I think out of all games that you can look at Scott Frost and put blame, yes, George Southern is it. To be honest with you, I think Eric Shenander is more to blame. And did, did he get his buddy fired? No, this was a long time coming. There was plenty of things that pointed that this needed to be done. But my word, like, <laughs> they gave up 642 right. yards. <laughs> yeah. They were closer to 1,000 yards than 500. Right. Or 1,000 right. yards. Did, I don't even know what I'm trying to say at this point. I'm just trying to say that that's a lot of yards. Yeah. I, I Listen, I know it had to happen, and, and this was a long time coming, but I tell you what, that, that most recent loss, I, I don't think Scott Frost at the top of the list of people to blame. Mm, interesting. How do you feel about it, Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685? Do you think my partner Nate Dog is tripping? Scott Frost has no blame on that? No, for the sabotage? whoa, 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 whoa. Not, whoa. I, he's I, got I said for this. I said for the last game, for the, sab- for the sabotage of this last game. Did his buddy hit him with the E2 Brute? In the <laughs> Did he hit him with the Julius Caesar? The E2 Brute? Did you do that to me also? We'll find out. 93-7 the ticket. 93-7 the ticket. I'm almost lost my mind because I'm thinking about Caesar. Uh, we'll come right back on the block after this. <laughs> 